Hi, this is retired Lieutenant Colonel Kathy Lowry Gallowitz, the founder and CEO of Vanguard Veteran. We equip civilians to become veteran champions as the veteran hiring concierge. I'm also the author of Beyond Thank You for Your Service, the Veteran Champion Handbook for Civilians. It's available on Amazon. This is the Just Get Hired podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Just Get Hired podcast. Filling open jobs is a hot topic for employers right now. Since the pandemic, there has been a shortage of workers, even though the unemployment rate is 3.7%. And as of the release of this episode, there's about 6 million unemployed people here in the United States. There is a population, though, that is more motivated to get back to work and find meaningful employment, and those are the ones that served in our armed forces and transitioning out of the military. By the year 2032, the number of military retirees in the United States is expected to reach 2.23 million, which is an increase from an estimated 2.19 million retirees last year in 2021. Well, hey everyone, my name is Jessica Fiesta George and I'm your host of Just Get Hired. As a talent acquisition leader for over 15 years, I've been on a mission to help job seekers and business professionals just like you level up your opportunities. I have been a full supporter of matching veteran job seekers to veteran friendly organizations. And in this episode, you're gonna get to meet the veteran hiring concierge, retired Lieutenant Colonel, Kathy Gallowitz. Well, if you enjoy my content, make sure you find me on my social media pages. First, go over to my LinkedIn page by searching my full name, Jessica Fiesta George. Then go over to Instagram and follow my page, Just Get Hired. And then connect with me on my website. Make sure you subscribe to my newsletter, justgethired.com. I'm going to put all of my links in the show notes. Well, after serving nearly 30 years in the Air Force as a nurse and public affairs officer, retired Lieutenant Colonel Kathy Lowry Gallowitz continues to equip civilian employers on how to source, recruit, and retain veteran talent through her business, Vanguard Veteran. She is also the author of Beyond Thank You for Your Service, the Veteran Champion Handbook for Civilians. Her life's work has led her to be a champion for all service members transitioning into civilian life, and I'd really love to welcome her to the Just Get Hired podcast. Look, veterans deal with a number of challenges re-entering the workforce after serving in the military, so making an effort to consciously employ veterans is such a great way to thank them for their service. And as a business, you can also benefit from the knowledge and skills that come along with the experience in the military. So we're going to talk more about that next. All right, I want to welcome in retired Lieutenant Colonel Kathy Lowry Gallowitz. Thank you for coming on the Just Get Hired podcast. Thank you, Jessica or Jess for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Awesome. Well, you've had a long career in the Air Force, so thank you so much for your time. Uh, where were you stationed and you know, what cities and countries did your career take you? Before I answer that question, I want to give you a shout out, ma'am, for being a veteran champion and all you are doing to support veteran job seekers. So thank you very much for that. Oh, I love doing it. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. So 
I grew up as a Navy kid and then joined the Air Force and spent 29 years as an Air Force officer, either in nursing or public affairs. As a child, I went to a French speaking preschool in Paris, France and graduated from high school in Iceland. When I joined the active duty Air Force, I was stationed in England and at Lackland twice in San Antonio, Texas, mm -hmm. but I've lived in Italy and um, I guess that's about it in terms of foreign countries, but lived overseas about eight to 10 years. I was also stationed in San Antonio at Kelly as a flight nurse, the 32nd Air Medical Evacuation Group at March Air Force Base as a clinic nurse at Dayton Air Force Base as a individual mobilization augmentee in ER nurse, but spent the lion's share of my career really in Columbus, Ohio with the Ohio Air National Guard as a nurse and public affairs officer. So do you still speak French since you went to a French uh, school? You know, I sure wish I did. I think I was more fluent in French than I was in English as a youngster, you know, and then I went to college in Germany and learned that a little bit. But, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. So exactly. Unfortunately, that's like me in Spanish. I took four years of Spanish in high school and I can only say the words, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to get back to it. You know, I think that uh, there's a lot of value in trying to learn another language. But yes. My, my little yes. brain will not um, obtain any more information. Well, and, and, you know, Jess, it's so much easier when you do that as a child as compared to as, uh, as an adult. But I just love, love, love languages. So uh, I think we should all be bilingual, at least, if not trilingual, right? True. Yeah. Well, I like that you also lived in Italy. I uh, lived in Sicily and I also have ties to the military. And I guess that's why I'm a veteran champion because my dad was in the Navy and I still oh. live here in Pensacola, Florida. Yes. Yes. Well, if anybody listening has never been to the Pensacola uh, Flight Museum, please make it a priority to go. It's amazing. I was born there. My dad was a Navy pilot. He did his pilot training there. And I went back as an adult. My mouth, my mouth, my jaw just dropped open by this amazing museum it is it is really well done it's definitely one of our pit stops that all of the tourists who come through should definitely go to and i like going just because they always seem to add something new oh. um and it was actually closed for a while for the pandemic and i'm not sure if it's reopened but definitely if you're in the area check out the naval air museum because it is amazing well and the planes are really cool of course but really i mean i've been around planes so much that you know frankly they don't uh, they're, they're they're not as interesting to me as they once were but i thought was really interesting was the way they built the squadron room with all the squadron plaques and all the memorabilia from all the different flying squadrons it's it's in the it's in the the bar there inside the museum so it's just and, and i saw a lot of that my uncle was a, a, an instructor pilot and you know my you know being around all that kind of memorabilia all my life. So it was really fun to see it all in one place. Well, now you spent 30 years in the Air Force as a nurse and a public affairs officer. What led you to join the military? Well, having grown up in the military and lived overseas, I really learned a profound appreciation for America, for our freedoms. And uh, I just grew up as a very patriotic child. My brother also went to the United States Naval Academy. And so I enjoyed the ceremony and the patriotism that I learned there. But so uh, I love my country. I wanted to do my part. And then other things like 
the leadership experience, the educational opportunities, the physical fitness requirements, the travel, and just the great people you meet from all over the place. I mean, it's just uh, a great opportunity. And frankly, what I wanted for my adult life was to have a full military career. And I was able to accomplish that kind of sort of sometimes in between family responsibilities and, and other things. But, you know, I just really wanted to, to serve. Well, we definitely appreciate people like you. Well, if you can describe your what the military taught you in one word, I know one word probably isn't enough to summarize, yeah. but how would you summarize what the um, military taught you in maybe a few words? I, I can't help but use the word service because it's servant leadership. It's giving back. And then right on the heels of that word, Jess, I would say perseverance. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh-huh. Well, you wrote a book. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about that as well. Um, it's called Beyond Thank You for Your Service, the Veteran Champion Handbook for Civilians. So tell us a little bit more about the book. The crowning achievement of my military career when I was in Ohio at the 121st Air Refueling Wing as the Community Affairs Manager, and then the Director of Community Outreach for the Ohio National Guard we built a never been done before statewide outreach office to educate and engage civilians in support of troops and their families. And this was done in response to 9-11 because as you know, the reserve component was deploying like no time in our nation's history. So that meant that the needs of our service members were greater because you know, only about 20% of our guard workforce is full-time. And so I was one of those people, but the other 80% either had a full-time civilian job or they were going to school to get their bachelor's degree. So we really wanted to educate our employers so that they had a sense of value, understanding the value of the, the, the ways veterans strengthen their workforce and that they didn't feel like they, um, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a compulsory thing based on USERA the law that mandates that you keep a job for a service member, we really wanted to have a team approach with our employers so that they you know, appreciated what their veterans brought to them and that they were you know, willing to be supportive in all ways of our service members as they were deploying. So um, from, the, from the community relations program we built at Rickenbacker at the 121st Air Refueling Wing, we started a nation, uh, a statewide program, mm -hmm. a statewide outreach program that focused on employers to help them understand the value of veteran talent, but then also to help bro broaden the understanding and shape the landscape for hiring and retention best practices. So, and we, we reached out to a lot of other groups as well. In 2016, I retired and was looking back on uh, the work we had done with employers, lawyers, doctors, educators, leaders of diverse communities, and clergy. And I just felt so compelled to continue this important work because, you know, although we have, you know, upwards of 40,000 kinds of nonprofits who do great things for our service members. It's not really one group's job or one department's job 
to educate our citizenry about how they can go beyond thank you for your service. So I wanted to capture the stories of all those groups of people I already mentioned and talk about easy practical ways that each of them give back uh, through mutually beneficial activities and services that improve quality of life, workforce and community. One was a Supreme Court justice that I really admired, Eve Stratton. But you know, you don't have to be a Supreme Court justice to make a difference. If you're a community member and you're paying attention to what's going on in your neighborhood and you're taking care of the family when someone's deployed or when someone's new in your community, uh, they, they just you know, uh, got off active duty. How can you open up your network to help that person uh, find the job they want, find a babysitter they need, uh, make new friends, you know, all those kinds of things. This, this, this idea of being a veteran champion, you know, it's just not rocket science, Jess, it's people science. And so that's what the book is all about, showcases 20 of these civilian veteran champions who are doing great things in ways that also enriches their life and benefits their workforce or community. That's amazing. You know, as a military brat, we moved around a lot and I know that yeah. military always partnered you with your sponsor. Yes. And we still have lifelong friendships with all of our former sponsors. And, uh, you know, a few of them actually moved here to Pensacola, but uh, definitely having someone who can guide you whenever you are new to the area and kind of teach you the ways and show you where the hot spots are, how to register for um, register to vote or where do you go and get your driver's license? Little things like that um, go such a long way. And, and, um, and, and, so and I encourage that. They were all military connected people, right? Right. Your, but your I feel sponsor. like, yes, exactly. But they also introduced us to their friends that they met. Yes. So then, you know, it just continues growing your whole entire network. And we've just had lifelong friends since then. Thank you for bringing that up. So could you imagine if we had civilian veteran champions who sponsored military people in their community, in their place of work, in their uh, faith community? What a great idea, Jess. Yeah, we definitely should promote a lot more of that. Well, and if sure. I if I may, real quick, I, I, as my as my thinking matured uh, mm -hmm. after starting Vanguard Veteran in 2017, I just really started to believe how necessary, how important it is that 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 our nation have some sort of a public relations campaign that educates our citizenry about how to do this work and bust the myths associated with military service and touts mm -hmm. how military service strengthens us as people and or strengthens us as great employees. So this PR campaign could be mm -hmm. about education. It also could be about uh, you know, promoting the great things that, that we learn in the military so that both our workforce and community are strengthened. We just don't have anything like it. I think it's a huge gap. Definitely. Now, before we go into, you talked uh, a little bit about the myths. So I, I do want to get into like the myths and misconceptions of hiring military workers, but what came first, the book or the business? The business. Okay. Any new books in the works or anything um, coming new for you? Well, you know, my uh, spouse and I moved to Arizona three years ago after spending 25 years in Columbus, Ohio, my my uh, my 25 year active army 
uh, a husband with four combat tours was like, you know, the winters are pretty tough in Ohio. I loved Ohio, but I tell you, the Sunshine Mountains and the, the great veteran advocacy ecosystem out here has just been awesome. So we're, you know, we're still kind of in a, a sense of transition and a right smack dab in the middle of that transition. Uh, uh, I, I wrote this book and I tell you, for all the authors out there, I applaud you because uh, you may be able to tell by my personality, I'm basically an extrovert. And so for me to sit behind a computer for hours and hours <laughs> on end to, to write a book, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's, 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 I can do it, but it's hard. It's real right. hard. So I'd much rather be talking to people out, you know, uh, making a difference in the community, building programs. Uh, so no, at this point, no, there's not a, there's not a <laughs> sequel in the works quite yet. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, be on the lookout maybe in a couple of years, maybe there, there you uh, go. we'll have another one. There you go. Well, so I want to focus our episode really on like veteran hiring. I work with a lot of private equity companies and as in my career as a talent acquisition leader, one of the things that I struggle with, I think, is just gaining the buy-in from C-level leadership um, on veteran hiring because I don't think they quite really understand and, you know, they talk like they want to hire, you know, yes, we want to, we support our veterans and we, we want to hire. Um, but then when it comes to actually putting a plan in place and then following that plan, I find it a little bit difficult. So where do you find that uh, companies are also kind of struggling when it comes to veteran initiatives? Okay. Let's, let's start by talking about kind of the starting place for okay. an initiative like that. How's that? Uh, it, it's ideal if there is a star performer, if you will, that is a veteran inside a company, right? Mm -hmm. that, that people can look at and say, well, yeah, Joe or Susie, they make a, they're, they're great employees and we need more people like them. And so identifying your current veteran talent uh, is, is really important. And, you know, sometimes veterans are a little reluctant to do that because, you know, nobody wants to necessarily be in the limelight. But once you know who these people are and can see and feel and experience, you know, what all they bring, that's a really good starting place. Again, if you mm -hmm. have a, uh, a C-suite uh, leader who has been in the military, it's good to get them on your side to uh, present the case, to persuade the case, to invest time and money in, uh, in building this program. This episode is sponsored by my new friends at Newsly. Newsly is the all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics that you choose from at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. Do you like listening to audio-only content? Well, here's a way to collect a variety of professional articles and updates and instantly convert them to your own custom curated playlist to play on the go. What a way to always stay on top of the latest trends in your industry. There are podcasts from over 80 countries including this one. Just Get Hired is on there, so don't forget to also add that to your list. Listen, I started using it as my default podcast app, and they also have digital radio. So what are you waiting for? Download and use Newsly for free at www.newsly.me 
or from the link in the description and use the promo code JESS. Receive one month free premium subscription by going to www.newsly.me and promo code JESS. Of human resource management has a, uh, a study that says employers say 68% of employers find that veterans are better than, if not much better than, their non-civilian, their, their, their non-veteran counterparts. And, and I mean, that's just, you know, one example. If you look at the veteran unemployment rates, they're consistently lower than unemployment rates of civilians. And so the business case really is pretty clear, but, but the how to is, mm-hmm. is, is, the, is the tough part. Um, if you have organized your veterans, and that's a really another good start, you know, diversity inclusion is just so critical these days in companies, and there's much more emphasis being placed on that. So, you know, and if you're not a big company, but maybe you're a smaller company, you don't have to, you know, uh, make it super formal, but the idea is to just bring veterans together and, you know, hear their voice and, you know, give them some projects and help them improve the workplace and get them involved in the veteran hiring process. Let them, you know, come to your interviews, help allow them to go to your, uh, you know, job fairs, career fairs, if you do that kind of thing, you know, uh, and, and talk directly to the veteran. Um, there's a, a lot of those kind of strategies. And if, and if the veterans can, you know, if in, in some ways carry carry the water and you know do some of the work to get the program going then then that helps because veterans oftentimes want to help other veterans and are eager to support them but um it it, it you know the demonstrating the business case to the decision makers is is fundamental and you can do that with research you can do that with anecdotal experiences um and uh I mean, I think, I think that's a, a, does that answer your question? Yeah, definitely. You know, another thing is, um, you know, after you get C-level leadership to buy in, it's then you have to really educate the hiring managers. Like, so one of the um, bigger challenges that I also have is translating a military resume and how it um, will align to like corporate jargon. I think a lot of people have the misconception that every person who served in the military went to combat. Everyone carried a gun, but you know, there's so many other layers of the military that people are not really thinking of how these skill sets transfer over. And just because you were called, let's just say even a recruiter, um, you know, those that can actually translate to business development, sales, you know, you're, you're selling careers, you know, those are, even though you were not called like a business development director, you were a recruiter in the military you know, how does that translate and, um, into what we consider, you know, the Absolutely. corporate language? And yes. I think that's where I'm struggling with a little bit. Do you find um, you're educating some of your clients as well? Yes. With that? Yes. I mean, understanding military culture is, is kind of like the next step once you have some buy-in from your uh, senior leadership. Uh, educating the hiring managers, the recruiters, uh, the supervisors, you know, why this is important, help them understand the value of veteran talent and how that talent can help them in their workforce, showcase the research that says that 
you know, because we're absent less and we're more productive, we can, you can generate cost savings if you do these processes well. So military culture training is, uh, is key and mm -hmm. that can be done in a lot, a lot of different ways. The um, psych armor has a free military culture training uh, that, that's really quite good. There's a, a veteran uh, hiring program uh, at, at Psych Armor that uh, is, is good. Uh, the SHRM, Society of Human Resource Management Foundation, has the Veterans at Work Certificate. It's also free. You don't have to be a member of SHRM to take that. So those things can really uh, get your program going. You, you talked about the transferability of skills, Jess, and, mm -hmm. it, you know, uh, <laughs> What we do in the military oftentimes is train, 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 and train some more and then apply quickly what you've learned. And so it, it's, it's ideal to hire for attributes and then train for the job you want people to do. The, the, and if you're not sure about, you know, kind of where the military experience might align with your civilian job, military skills translators are your best friend. Uh, ONET is the one I particularly like, O-apostrophe N-E-T. Okay. Um, have you heard of that one? I have not, but you know what I'm going to do is you suggested a couple of other websites and um, this one, I will definitely put this in um, our show notes and then on my website whenever we promote this episode so that people have a, a resource to, to go to. Oh, good for you. Thank you for doing that. But ONET is, uh, per, I think, particularly uh detailed for for instance you know you can you know pick your branch of service you can prick pick your in the army your military uh, specialty code or mos military occupational mm -hmm. special you put that in and it will pull up the knowledge skills and abilities based on your mos uh that would be relevant in the civilian workforce and give you a laundry list of civilian jobs that you could be eligible eligible for oh. because like like you suggested most a lot of people have not been to combat so right. for, so for instance an 11 bravo is an infantryman in the army mm -hmm. and infantrymen what do they do they do the really tough work of the nation they carry the guns and they do what's needed to be done on the battlefield well if you put an 11 Bravo into the military skills translator at the top of the list is the job, the job that uh, an 11 Bravo or infantryman would be well suited for is a development and training manager. You know, oh, interesting. Yes. Cause just think of all the skills. It's not just the actual holding of the gun and cleaning the gun and knowing how to position yourself uh, in, in the field and the tactics, all that stuff's, you know, really important, but you know, you're working as a team and then, oh, by the way, all the training that led up to that, be it in, uh, basic training or be it in your, you know, military professional military education or your, your, um, MOS training, there's just gobs and gobs of training so that you have a, a, a broad array of skills not just the one where you're walking on the battlefield and, you know, doing that really hard job. That's a, I, I need to check out that website because I think that would um, help the conversation along yes. with hiring teams. Yes. So thank and, you for that. Well, and the other piece that's, you can, um, 
develop interview, really good interview questions based on, you know, your gaps in knowledge and that sort of thing. And I wanted to touch on the resume here for, for a little bit, you know, okay. um, the, the job preparation of our transitioning active duty members is, um, you know, it, it's okay, but, you know, we really have a long way to go to prepare them better, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's really their job to, you know, get a good resume so that you're not looking at alphabet soup, number one, right? All the acronyms that the military right. uses. Uh, so encourage, encourage them to, you know, as need be to, you know, beep, beef up their resume. But uh, all that being said, if, uh, if you'd be willing, a hiring manager out there who might be listening, give that resume a second look because even if their resumes aren't as polished as, as other candidates, they bring so many great attributes to the workforce and uh, treated well and acclimated well are very loyal employees who really do show up to show up on time and make your workforce more productive. So, you know, give it a second look if you wouldn't mind. Awesome. Yeah. And I don't mind either. I always like to volunteer. And in fact, I think you and I were talking earlier before we started recording, I've been trying to get a little bit more active in the uh, community as far as um, veterans are concerned and have been doing a lot of employer workshops and of Great. course, listening to podcasts, like, of course, mine, I'm going to shameless plug for myself, but sure. I do try to um, bring on people who are, you know, career coaches and resume writers and, um, you know, there's other people out there just yes. like me. And so I really encourage you. There's a lot of free tools out there. You don't have to spend hundreds of dollars on right. rewriting a resume, um, you know, and I'm happy to to volunteer to be able to do that. Um, oh, you know, thank you, I, Jess. Of course. Oh, that's really wonderful. I mean, that's that's really what um, this uh, that's really what cultivating veteran champions is all about is just, you know, encouraging people who have certain uh, areas of expertise and skills to, uh, to, to help our veterans excel. I don't know if you've heard about American Corporate Partners. They're a, a mentorship program. If there's any veteran job seekers out there that are listening that haven't heard about it, but Jess, if you don't know about it, that might be a great thing for you to do as well as a, as a, a hiring veteran champion, so to speak. American, okay. American Corporate Partners, you basically are our mentor for transitioning job seekers. Oh, I'll definitely check that out. Awesome. Well, we've talked a lot about, you know, helping employers. Um, you know, I just, is there any words of advice that you can give to any veterans who are listening about that transition? What, maybe just give them one yes. big piece of advice about coming into the um, civilian world. I'll give them three. Okay. <laughs> Start really early, right? <laughs> Start at least a year out take it seriously. It's a process. It's frustrating. It's time consuming to really figure out where your heart and head will be the happiest once you transition. So take it seriously. Number two, network, 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 mm -hmm. and then network some more, right? We are weak networkers. Uh, if you don't know how to do it, go in and, you know, find a career coach or, um, you know, just start asking questions. And, and, and number three, ask for help. And, and that, you know, networking and asking for help is not our strong suit. But, you know, I heard a quote, I saw a quote recently that said, treat your post-military transition as if you were living in a foreign country. You don't speak the language, you don't understand the culture, and you don't know where you're going. <laughs> I like that. Right? That's definitely true. Yeah. 
So yeah. Yeah. A lot of military members. I mean, when you're in the military, you wear all of your, you know, awards, your badges on your chest and go into civilian life. You don't have that anymore. People don't know anything about you. So networking is huge. Um, And I think because military um, instills independence, people are afraid to ask for help. So um, three great points there. Appreciate that so much, Kathy. And and just real quickly, you know, if if a if a, a, let's say a young service member joins the military right out of high school, be it, you know, and they do, you know, a couple tours, let's say they, they come home, you know, four to six years later, let's say they come home. Well, most of their friends have probably, you know, have different life experiences. They may have different friends, or let's say this youngster uh, chooses to move to a different uh, community. Well, in both cases, they have very few contacts and where, how do you, how do us, how do most of us find our best jobs? We find our best jobs through warm leads, right? True. Warm leads. And so we have very few warm leads. So if there's anything uh, that you as a citizen or civilian can do to, you know, make those connections like, you know, Justice Sponsor did, please, please uh, uh, go out of your way to do that for for our transitioning veterans. They will really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate the the three um, topics that you you brought up, but if we could also maybe have one takeaway from our entire conversation for employers, what would that be? Be committed for the long haul. I love that. I love that. Well, Kathy, I truly appreciate, I feel like we can really expand on this and, you know, I'd love to have you back. I feel like um, the topic of just veteran hiring is so complex and really can't be summarized in 30 minutes, but I think we did a good job. <laughs> well, you have uh, clearly have a great deal of knowledge. I'm, I'm really grateful that you're a veteran champion and I would invite anyone who's listening, any employer who's listening to, um, Look in the show notes. I'm going to give Jess a link to a complimentary veteran ready assessment. I encourage your and any employer to take that. And then I'd love to sit down with you for a complimentary 30 minute discovery call to see how I might be able to assist you. And if you're a veteran job seeker listening to this call, uh, just really start digging deep for great resources and uh, give yourself some slack because, you know, taking off the uniform is a huge identity loss and um, really something to take very, very seriously. And I, you know, I, I wish you all the best and I hope that uh, you will enjoy my book. It's, a, it's available on Amazon. And so anybody else who's not quite yet a veteran champion, I invite you to join the veteran champion movement and be a part of the win. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lieutenant Colonel. Thank you. All right, employers, if you are looking to fill those open jobs, what is holding you back from hiring veterans? Look, the IRS and Veterans Affairs, they provide a lot of great resources to both businesses and to veterans. There's also some financial benefits for your organization that you should be taking advantage of. And of course, you get to have an employee that has a unique knowledge and skill set that they can bring to your business. Now, besides supporting those that supported you, here's a quick rundown of a few other benefits that you should consider for your business. 
So hiring veterans can include tax incentives. The Workforce Opportunity Tax Credit or WOTC allows business owners a deduction and that you can also gain a lot of tax credits for employing veterans. There's also a lot of other tax credits available like the Differential Wage Payment Credit, Hiring Disabled Veterans, and Returning Heroes Tax Credits, and I'm sure there's a lot more. You also have salary subsidies. There are programs out there that allow on-the-job training, which will subsidize veteran wages to assist with training and internship programs, are also out there that allow a member of active service to work with companies while they're in their last few months of service, and they continue to receive military pay. So that not only helps the veteran job seeker learn more about corporate life, but it also will help offset the cost to employers for the onboarding, training, and payroll. There's also a lot of free assistance out there to help inspire veterans who are transitioning and to employers who are looking to hire them. Think about all of the various programs that opens up your doors and the huge network that follows it. Work ethic. Those are disciplined men and women who have had to focus on accomplishing a mission their entire career and they've had to be a part of a diverse team. They are more prepared for stressful situations and they're really disciplined enough to handle any challenges ahead. Not to mention, there's a lot of other traits, leadership, accountability, camaraderie, discipline, resilience. Those are all good qualities to have in an employee and those are the ones that always seem to be successful in any organization. Well, if you're a veteran and you're transitioning out of service, who are your veteran champions? Or maybe you're struggling. You're trying to find your way back into civilian life. It's not as easy as you think and you need a resource. Well, message me because I would love to connect you with some great organizations and people within my network. And if you're open to discussing your path on an upcoming episode, I would love to hear from you. Now, employers, look, this is a no-brainer. Come up with a solid plan that includes hiring diverse talent and people from the veteran community. Find out who already works in your organization that served in the military and listen to what they feel like. What are some of the challenges? Why do they continue to stay employed with your company? Those are going to be your biggest advocates. I want to thank you, thank Kathy again for her service and for being a part of the show. And remember, I launch an episode the first and third Tuesday of each month. So come on back in two weeks for more. I want to say thank you so much to my new friends at Newsly, Good Pods, and Kitcaster for being great sponsors of my show. My name is Jessica Fiesta George, your host of the Just Get Hired podcast. What do y'all want to talk about next? I'll catch you on my next episode.